Hi, everybody. This is Jennifer Johnson with the Ledger Light Podcast. In this podcast, I want to explain to you the method that I use for entering transactions uh, in certain situations. I mentioned this method in the last podcast where I was frankly complaining about the inefficiency of QuickBooks downloads and how I don't think that any of the efficiency has increased in at least seven years for those downloads. Now, if you have a firm where you are running the books only on a cash basis, or if you have a firm that is using the periodic method of inventory, then this method that I'm going to describe to you is entirely appropriate. So again, you've got to be on a cash basis which means that you don't need to book uh, your payables and your receivables on the books. And also you can use this method if you're using the periodic inventory method. This method is not appropriate for businesses that need accrual-based accounting, and it is most definitely not appropriate for firms that use the perpetual inventory system. Now, when I use this method, what I like to have is uh, printouts of every single statement for every single month of the time period. So let's say, for example, that a, uh, a client had contacted me and they still haven't filed their 2017 taxes and, and they just needed everything inputted on a cash basis. I would request all of the all of the checking account statements, all of the savings account statements, and all of the credit card statements and any other loan statements that the business had. Um, typically for smaller firms, it's just checking, uh, perhaps savings and one or two, or you know, maybe even some more credit cards. I would print all of those out. I personally like to have paper. I like to be able to write on it and take notes on it while I'm working. So once I had all of those statements for the entire year, I would open up QuickBooks and navigate to the general journal. And starting in January, I, I would typically start with the checking account statement for January. So starting with that statement, I would open up the general journal and for the date, I would use the statement ending date that was in front of me. So uh, if it said January 31st, 2017, then that's what I would put in the date field. Uh, then I would look carefully at the statement and I would make mental notes about what each of these transactions were for. So uh, on these statements, there will be withdrawals and those will take different forms. They will take uh, perhaps uh, debit card withdrawals, paper check withdrawals. There might be you know automatic withdrawals such as for bank fees. Um, those are typically the three types of withdrawals that you'll see on a checking account statement. On the additions, these are going to be uh, you know, bank deposits where perhaps uh, the client drove to the bank and made the deposit, or they may have been automatic deposits. Uh, they may have been transfers from other accounts. So it's important to make notes about what each of those transactions were for, and if it's a transfer, it's important to know where that money came from. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention that I'm assuming that none of these transactions have already been entered. Okay. So um, let's start with the expenses, which would be the withdrawals. Looking at the expenses, uh, you're going to see a lot of various expenses, for example, maybe office supplies or dining out, um, perhaps some inventory was purchased and the perpetual, uh, excuse me, and not the perpetual, the periodic system was used. So um, for each of those, you're going to open up the account, uh, the account uh, row. And starting with the first one, let's say the let's say the client went to Office Depot and used their 
ATM card to purchase some office supplies. I would enter office supplies here in the account, the very first line in the account column. Then I would tab to the debit and I would enter the amount. So let's say it was $58.94 for office supplies. Now I'm going to tab down to the next line. I'm not going to fill in the memo column. I'm not going to fill in the name column. Those certainly can be used, but since I'm trying to get the data inputted as quickly as possible, I'm not going to fill in that information. If more time is warranted, uh, you know, then that those uh, columns can be used, but they're certainly not necessary for creating accurate cash basis reports. So in like manner, uh, let's say the next line item uh, for the debit card transaction was some inventory that was purchased. So I'm going to uh, post this. I'm going to select the inventory account and um, Let's see here. Yeah, I'm going to select the inventory account here, and then I'm going to tab over to the debit uh, column, and I'm going to enter in the amount. So let's say there was $200 of inventory that was purchased using the debit card. I'm going to tab down to the next line, and I'm going to continue in like fashion with all of the withdrawals. So the withdrawals are going to be debits, and the account is going to be what the debit was for. So just remember that the account is what the debit was for and the debit is the withdrawal. So you can write that down and keep that in mind. And we're going to enter all these transactions on this window. We're not going to save it until every single transaction has been entered. Now let's say there were some bank fees. Say the bank charged uh, 25 bucks uh, for this account. So we're going to use the uh, you, you should have something on your chart of accounts called bank fees or bank service charges or something like that. And then if it was $25, you're going to enter that in the debit column and then tab down to the next line. If there are any paper checks, they are entered in exactly the same way. Um, one thing that you probably could do if there are paper checks is enter the check number in the memo. So let's say there was a paper check that was used for... Um, let's say a subcontractor. So if you had a subcontractor that you paid, you're going to, in the account column, you're going to enter subcontractor expense. And let's say, for example, it was $575 that this person was paid, and it was check number 1001. So in the account column, I would select subcontractor expense. In the debit column, I would select 575. And in the memo column, I'm going to put number 1001 just to make it clear going forward that this was a paper check. Now, once all of the withdrawals have been entered, then it's time to move on to the, uh, the additions. So those are going to be credits. Now, very often, most of the additions should be revenue. Hopefully, that's the case. Of course, you know, the business needs to be booking a lot of revenue. So I would just total that up. I wouldn't enter it line by line. I would just total that up and enter it all together. And that's going to go to the very top line sales account that is used on the profit and loss report. So let's say, for example, that it was $25,000. So it's a small firm and, you know, they've just booked uh, $25,000. And again, this is cash basis revenue. These are not receivables. Um, so that's going to go in there. And then any other additions are going to go into the credit column. Uh, for example, maybe you went back to Office Depot and you returned some goods and that, that got put back on the debit card. That's going to go to Office Supplies in the account column. And whatever that amount was, that's going to go uh, as an amount in the credit column. So 
Once I'm completely confident that all of the transactions for the statement have been inputted, there's going to be a net amount at the bottom. So it will either be a debit or it will be a credit. Hopefully it's a debit. If it's a debit, then that means that the business has, uh, has taken in more cash than went out. But it might be a credit. So if it's a credit, then that means that more cash went out of the business that month uh, than what came in. Whatever it is, uh, doesn't really matter for our purposes right now. Um, in the account uh, box, again, once all the transactions are completely entered, then the, the account box should be opened and scroll to the account that this statement is for. So if it's a checking account, then that checking account should already be set up on the books. And if it's not, you can set it up now. And then so once that's all entered, you can go ahead and hit save and new. Now, once that's done, you just repeat this process for all of the transactions for every single statement. And this is great for checking accounts and savings accounts and credit card accounts. Uh, now, the one thing that you need to be aware of if you're making credit card payments is that those are going to be uh, credit card payments out of the checking account are going to be a debit. They're going to show up in the debit column and it's going to go to the uh, credit card statement. So let's say there's an American Express that you paid $10,000 on the balance during this month and it's there on the statement. You can see it there on the checking account statement and then when you look at the American Express statement, you can see it there as well. Uh, so this is going to get show up on the debit column in this transaction. So it means it's a debit to the Amex, right? Because it's going to lower the balance on the Amex account. And um, so again, once everything is entered like this, then you can go ahead and hit save. And it's got to be uh, correct to the penny. And if it is, then it's going to make the reconciliations go a lot easier. Uh, in the next podcast, I will talk about how to reconcile all of these accounts once all of the transactions have been inputted. My name is Jennifer Johnson, and you've been listening to the LedgerLite podcast. I hope you visit my website, which is ledgerlite.com. If you have any questions about accounting or tax or QuickBooks, give me a call. My number is 760-933-8660. Thank you for listening.